0: Blood Talk Radio.
1: tuned in to another episode of Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia. I'm so excited to be here this evening. I know y'all probably be like, she'd be excited every time the show begins. And I really am. Like, I, I, I anticipate Tuesdays and Thursdays because I get to spend time with you guys. Not enough time, but time, nevertheless. I do want to say if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen the post in regards to the new show that's going to be dropping this fall. I uh, can't tell you the title of the show. really can't tell you what's going on uh, with the show. Um, we haven't secured uh, the date yet. I'm pushing towards the Saturday show. Uh, looks like we're not going to bring back He Said, She Said, so I'm pushing for Saturday for this show. But our guest co-host that was on the show on Tuesday and myself will actually be hosting this, this uh, much-needed um, show. I'm going to say that, much-needed. And you guys know me, it could be anywhere from, you know, talking about having to drop your kids off to school to, you know, hot, steamy sex scenes, because y'all know how my mind thinks. So I'm not going to drop, you know, any information on uh, the premise, the basis behind the show just yet. But stay tuned, uh, because the show will be dropping um, the beginning of November. All right, super excited to be working with Miss Susie Newton. Very, very excited. A quick recap of Tuesday, if you um, did tune in, or if you didn't get the opportunity to tune in on Tuesday, we had uh, Miss Ava Laura Gaser out of um, the Washington D.C. area. She is a um, a global healer she's a life coach an international life coach she's an um, aromatherapist. therapist she teaches yoga and meditation and um, the list goes on and on and on she has a lot of accolades behind her name um, so if you're in the DC area make sure you're looking up Ava Laura Gaither you can actually uh, reach out to her on all social media platforms at healer Ava Laura there we go um, and that, that's across IG, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Again, Healer, A-B-A-L-A-U-R-A. All right? So we've been talking about Takashi um, Sitna. I told you guys this story will never end. I mean, we started it last year, and it seems to be ongoing. Um, so uh, if you haven't been following the news, let me just quickly tell you that he has decided, um, despite being in the government, Star witness in the trial that began last week, um, it's been reported that he has rejected WITSEX. Um, after ratting on, you know, Cardi B and Jim Jones and dropping some more names, um, he's decided that, you know, he's gonna go back to his flourishing or at one time flourishing rap career. Uh, he states that, you know, as for safety, He's going to have 24-7 security. He knows that it's going to be expensive, um, and he knows that he will likely have to protect his family as, as well. But music is his passion, and so he is not going to um, go WITSEC. He's going to just be out there uh, making music. All right? So he can be released. Somebody who was looking at, jeez, uh, how much time was he looking at? He was looking at a lot of time, like 50 years, right? Um, either way, because of his testimony, he may possibly be looking at being released in the very early part of uh, 2020, talking January, uh, because of his testimony. So I'll keep you posted on that, all right? Um, in less than 12 hours, the baby's highly anticipated album, Kurt, will be available on all streaming platforms. I'm not a, a fan, really. Um, I, there's a few songs that I like, but I'm not really a fan of his. Uh, but he's a Charlotte native. Um he's um he's he's teased, you know, his listening audience with um a track entitled Intro. Um and he also just dropped how much it would be to get him on a feature. I don't know if you're rolling like this but I, I'm not. I'm I'm not rolling like this. So uh if you want the baby on a track, six figures. <laughs> okay? Six figures to get him featured on your track. Best of luck to you all. (laughs) Kendrick Lamar has made history once again. Um, It's been over seven years since he dropped his uh, last album entitled Good Kid, Mad City. Um, The highly anticipated debut featured uh, Drake, Dr. Dre, of course the TDE family, and and many, many more. Um, Singles like Swimming Pools, um, Poetic Justice, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, yeah, all of those were on that uh, studio album. Well, it looks like he has knocked out Eminem. Um, his uh, the Eminem show um, for the longest running hip hop album in Billboard history. Now, in 2002, uh, Detroit rapper Eminem, his album Diamond, certified in 2002, selling. 10 million units, Uh, and now Kendrick has surpassed him with, again, being the longest-running hip-hop album in Billboard history. Um, So congratulations to Kendrick on that uh, huge, huge accomplishment. Um, That and becoming a daddy this year, uh, earlier this year. So congratulations on both of those accomplishments. My guest this evening is the electrifying R&B recording artist, Troy Quinton. He was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, along with two older siblings, and they were reared by their mother. During his childhood years, Troy would sing songs by recording artists like Jackson 5, uh, Blue Magic, and The Stylistics, uh, just to name a few. However, unlike most singers, a career in the industry wasn't always a dream for Troy. It wasn't until his college days that he decided being a recording artist was what he wanted to do with his life. The audience applause from his first appearance, a talent show at Chicago State University, was the beginning for Mr. Quinton. Troy realized he had a good singing voice as a child. As he grew older and went on to college, Troy majored in music under the tutelage of Donald Dewey, his voice instructor. While studying, Troy began singing jazz, folk, Classical and spiritual music. During his vocal training, he learned to sing in French, Italian, and German. Like, I'm mind blown. I'm, I'm mind blown right now. I read that earlier and was like, whoa. Yeah, maybe he'll give us a little sample, baby. Uh, not one to do the job halfway. Troy also studied just about every other aspect of music, including piano, guitar, music theory, and conducting. As a songwriter and musician, Troy wrote his first single, There Was a Time. This single caught the attention of WGCI's Radioscope Showcase and Billboard Magazine's Song Contest and was awarded a Certificate of Achievement of the Top 10% in the Pop category. Troy Quinton showcases electrifying renditions of all R&B classics from his three decades as a solo artist. It is a collection of music that artfully explores a modern urban vitality without neglecting or neglecting the classic R&B sensibilities that have made Troy a premier voice in popular music. Troy's reach to spread love through music has stretched throughout the Midwest during his career.
0: Just say, come on, let's be alone, baby you want to spend some time with me. Just say, anywhere we are, it's all about love and anything we want to be. Just say, you feel the fire burning now. Just say, the sun only shines on your face. Just say, this love can last forever. I want to show you how much. I want to know, there is a dream that I'm dreaming inside my head, and I know, Joe, right where we're going, come on, let's take this ride, just come inside, and make this dream reality, let's go get away, let's go.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, our listening audience, I present to you this evening my guest, the electrifying R&B recording artist, Mr. Troy Quinton. How you doing? <laughs> Good evening. Hello. How are you? <laughs>
2: I'm fine. How about yourself?
1: I am well. I am well. So we just played a little bit of "Sweet Vacation, uh-huh. which is off of forthcoming album coming home i want to talk about this album because i'm reading you know i like to stalk my guests and and know a lot about them when they get on the show so i know that your album drops next month but i also know that this is your first album in 12 years correct what's been going on in the past 12 years what have you been doing
2: uh, you know, I'm also uh you know, I also uh, you know, gotta eat. I work sometimes too, you know, on other things, but um I still been, you know, performing. I just haven't done an album uh, in quite a while. So and I said now it's time. So uh the other like I said, I just been working, you know, I'm also, you know, a businessman, so you. <laughs> and you know, everything that I do pretty much is on you know, my own, it's my own label production company
1: and everything else, so. All right. And, and I saw that as well. Um, I was going through, I guess, uh, the the um, upcoming show that you have. I saw all of the credits, everyone that is involved. This seems like it's a huge production, um, a lot of people involved, but I saw that you were the um, the executive producer. I saw that you were the musical producer, producer, um, so I don't want to get too too ahead of myself and talk about the show, but Sweet Vacation we just played, um, and I was reading also that this this album has been described as an emotional roller coaster. Why yeah. is
0: that?
2: <laughs> yeah. well, because it's about love, uh, you know. It's about oh yeah, uh, no. yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know, emotional roller coaster. Come <laughs> on, you've been in love before, or. or I don't know if you are now, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, it just takes you through, you know, trials and tribulations through life, you know, especially on uh, one of the other songs that I talk, of, you know, that you have there, that are, you know, and that song, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's some happy songs there, it's some sad songs, you know, there's, yeah, this combination of all. You know, when you're happy in love, you're happy. You know, you're walking around yeah. with your head held high, and you know, and everybody will probably tell you that you know the guy you're with is no good, but you ain't listening. Right? <laughs> right?
0: <laughs>
2: and then when you, when you when it finally does happen, you're like, man, I should have listened. So now you're on an emotional roller coaster.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, so because you've had so much time. And, and I understand it's not like you, you let music down and then you take it back up. You've been working, you know, continuously, um, but at your own pace with this album. Um, talk about the process um, for getting this album ready to be released next month.
2: Uh, the process is, come well, on, how can I explain along A lot. Because <laughs> we're talking about, uh, it should be seven tracks on that album. And uh, getting every musician and every piece of it and every flute, guitar, and everybody together, you know, is, uh, you know, a hard thing to do. And uh, and, in some parts of it, we have to, uh, like, for example, my music director, he lives in Oregon, so we, uh, you know, instead of flying him out, he can do a lot of things, you know, we can, via Internet these days, we can do a lot of things and collaborate that way. And transfer tracks, you know, things like that, and have them add his part, send it back to me. Add my, you know, so uh, that's that's. It's just a long, it's just a long process, but trying to hurry up and get it done, and we're just about done. So.
1: And I know you you mentioned uh, those other important people that play, you know, a very vital role in all of this process. But again, as I was, you know, stalking you. I see that and like a lot of R and b artists, you got a full band.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll From talk like I said. Yeah, keyboard, drums, keyboards, guitars, drums,
1: guitars, saxophone, guitars, background vocals, <laughs> background
2: vocals. Yes. Yeah. Because like say for example, and see these guys we've been together for years. I mean, like say for example, like Kim Cook, who's one of my background vocalists.
1: Background We've been singing together
2: since we've been singing together since college.
1: <laughs> so wow. you're
2: talking, you know, twenty five years or so. And same with Dave Zelensky, the saxophone player. We've been knowing each other about the same amount of time. Uh, and these are these are very talented, well established musicians themselves within their own right. Uh, for example, like Mike Manson plays with George Duke, Al Jarreau, you know yeah. uh Reese Franklin, my keyboard player, you know, they they're well established. Curtis, the Dr. Robinson, the guitarist, they're yeah. They're they're not nobody.
1: <laughs> so have you always um had a live band?
2: Yes. Uh when I even started out, one thing I never did when I would do shows Uh, As a matter of fact You know like when you're starting up a band And you're trying to get gigs And you're going around And you're doing like lounge acts or bar acts uh, I never really did that Uh, Because I just I mean I went and saw a lot of people Don't get me wrong that I knew friends you know, But that just wasn't my cup of tea I like to do a show I like to get up, do a show Give you a two hour show Two and a half hour show and I'm done I don't like doing sets you know, you've been on the bar scene. They do a set and mm-hmm. come back later. And they're there from, like, 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. I'm like, no, right. that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> you know, what I'm going to do all that time while I'm taking a break, you know. <laughs> I'll be sitting in there probably getting drunk. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just never did that. So I always did a show, just like if you went to see, you know, Luther Vandross. You go to see Luther, you go to... Possibly see an opening act, and Luther gonna come out and do his thing, and he's done.
1: <laughs> right, right. First, your bio says that the audience applause from your first appearance um, was the beginning for for you. What do you prefer now, um, the songwriting process or live performances?
2: Um, Live performances, I would say, is at the top. And then, the you know, songwriting comes next. I don't know. I would say then singing, then songwriting. I mean, I just like to, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, because your voice is an instrument no different than uh, a saxophone or a guitar or a bass. Your voice is also
0: right. an instrument.
2: And, uh, you know, like some of my favorite singers that I uh, – kind of uh, looked up to, uh Teddy Pintigras, uh Jeffrey is yeah. just one of my favorites, just a strong, solid voice. Uh James mm. Ingram who we just mm. lost. So what a <laughs> great talent. Peebo, you know, oh, yeah. I like people that can sing. You know. Yeah. yeah. And uh I mean don't get me wrong, I liked a lot of other pop stuff too. I like you know, there's some songs. that I, I like some rap, too. You know, I like Tupac. You know, I liked all the old school rap, pretty much. Uh, I like, Tup- you know, Tupac. He always had a great message. I like Ludacris. He cracks me up, <laughs> you know. Uh, Snoop Dogg. You know, there were some of the a lot of old school rappers, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, as long as they had a positive message. I didn't listen to all the gangster rap. That just wasn't my thing. But I know they did a little bit of that. But if they had a good rap song that was great message, you know, I liked it. So, and, um, well, just to, you know, like, give you an example, let me, uh, I heard you saying maybe I'll give you guys a sample of something (laughs) earlier. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: just to give you an example, like, I'm just going to sing a little bit, I don't know how I'm going to sound right now, but uh, I'll sing a, hey, let me just just do it.
0: I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendor. Tell me, princess, when you last said you'll let your heart decide. So you see how that flows. See, it's
2: almost like a horn. You know what I mean? Your voice is an instrument. And if you can breathe, if you can control your breathing, you know what I mean? It flows just like it. Because even a saxophone player has to take a breath. (laughs)
1: Whew. I'm over here winded now. No, <laughs> out know, uh, when I used to interview people back in the day and and ask them, all right, so let me let me hear what, put them on the spot. Let me hear what you got, you know. And I would get all kinds of excuses like, oh, I'm not ready. My voice sounds horrible. I'm a little under the weather. Um, you know, this is this is not a free performance. I would get all kinds of excuses um but just to be able to uh display your raw talent and let people see right. that it's the real you not behind um, all of the instruments and as you mentioned your voice is an instrument it flows so smoothly that was actually my my high school class song uh, class of 93 that was my class <laughs> whole new world <laughs>
2: Oh, okay. Yes. Did you have a magic carpet flying through the audience?
1: Absolutely did. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: You know, that that's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: it was, that's it was pretty cool. cool.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see that now. I never thought about that song being a uh, for a graduation commencement, but I guess it can be. Yeah. Because you, you're entering into a whole new world after you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. So, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, and, you know, like I said, another, I mean, I like some of the new school people too. Well, now he's old school, Johnny Gill, you know. But I love Johnny Gill too, you know. And, um, yeah, but most of the singers I like now are pretty much all the old school ones. Now, when I was growing up, my mom would play songs I hated. I mean, I, I hated Teddy Pendergrass. I hated Patty <laughs> Bell. Seriously, I did, you know. And I'm like, I mean, and she would, turn that record player on you know, I know some people probably don't know what I'm talking about when I say a record player but
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turn right. that record player <laughs> on
2: and, and on a Saturday morning, you know, yes. blasted it, knowing I'm sleeping. <laughs> you know, and all I'm hearing is hell Melvin in the blue notes, you know, with Teddy P back then <laughs> singing Lead If You Don't Know Be My Now and
0: Paddle the Bell or, I must have rehearsed rehearse my lines. A thousand times.
2: But now I love that stuff. (laughs) Right. You know? Right. Uh, Because I was like, man, can't you like play some Jackson 5? You know. (laughs) What the stylistic song? What happened to the Silvers? You know, that's you know, we liked all the guys with the high pitched voices back then.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, be, I, I even do. Those, I even older.
1: do it. You may Say be a little older than me. You may be a little older than me, but my father was. Um, his his love for music is something that it it flowed through anyone who stepped into our house. It seems like he had every album um, that you could think of from all genres. He always played music, always, and so that's where my passion began to grow when I was younger. Um, so oh, okay. a lot of those people that you just mentioned, um yeah, I listen to those religiously um because of my father um right yeah, so i and I, I mean, my my children are the same way, they like the older music, you know, they listen, of course they they listen to what's out now because that's the generation that they're in, but they right. especially my daughter, <laughs> she prefers. The older the classic music. You know what I'm saying? Older You want to know why it,
2: is because, yeah. right, the why it is, is? Because it's music and it's not auto tune. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and,
1: and,
0: right. I, and I
2: try to tell these millennials today, I'm like, first of all, I said, let's just say, you know, you're 20 years old right now. Okay. So in 30 years, when you listen to the Dusty Station, what do you think you're going to be hearing? I said, you think they're going to be like, that was Justin Bieber on Q101. I I don't think so. <laughs> You're gonna be listening to the stuff I'm singing and playing right now <laughs> that's gonna be on the dusty station still <laughs> you know I mean you get you get some beyonce, you know you get a few of those, you know, there's a few out there, you know, like let she's another good one you know you you hear a few I love but uh, love you know that. you know what I
0: mean
2: yes. yeah. So yeah, and you may and some Indian Ari, she's old school. Yeah, some Usher, sure, you'll hear a little bit of uh, Usher, sure, you know, but you're not gonna be here at Justin Bieber and Ri Ri, right. maybe, I don't right. know. And well, where, well, where, 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 I don't even know what the heck she's
0: saying.
2: <laughs> I did uh I did uh, uh in April I did a show and I uh sung uh Aretha Franklin uh Until You Come Back to Me. And no. uh, so I told the audience, I said, hey, we're going to uh, do some uh, Riri. I said, everybody know who Riri is? And yeah, this guy said, Rihanna. And the audience <laughs> just started cracking up. I'm like, you really think I'm about to sing something like that? <laughs> I said, no, we're talking about the original Riri, Aretha Franklin. <laughs>
1: the original, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I
2: do, uh... say that again?
1: You You trademarked the theme, Old School R&B Forever.
2: Yeah, that's my logo. Uh, I got products and everything because old school is going to always be here. That music is always going to be here. That old music is never going to die.
1: And so so because you consider yourself uh, an old school R&B singer, I mean, it sounds like a lot of your influences um, are – Oh, you know, old school R&B artists. Um, how would you describe your musical style? Are you all R&B, do you throw in a little jazz? Um, oh, how do you okay. describe yeah, your style? I can
2: Um, I'll tell you something funny. I mean, I even like uh, some country. <laughs> a lot of people kind of look at me like I'm weird when I say that, but you know, and, and most, and not mostly the. Uh, the old like, like country twang kind of thing. Not that what? old school Johnny Cash country. More contemporary. Because if you mm-hmm. listen now, some of the country music that they play today, and they ca- categorize it as country, I'm like that ain't country. That's kind of pop. But mm-hmm. but there is some of the old school country twang that I do like. And one of the artists uh, that I liked, he doesn't record anymore. He had a stroke, and he won five Grammys. Was Randy Travis? I don't know if you ever heard it. Oh
1: yes, I know Randy Travis.
2: Yeah, and you know, and I used yeah. to always sing it. So I mean, I never performed it, <laughs> but I would, and I would always. Well, I I did it as a joke with my artist one time. I had him play it a little bit. Just did a few bars, and I would just go. You might think
0: I'm talking
2: foolish. You know, and they be cracking up. They like, is that really coming out of your mouth? (laughs) Yeah, I I just crack people up. You know, but I I like I like that song. I I mean, country music tells uh, good stories. You know, I mean, I got another one of my songs. It's called uh, Ain't No Getting Over You, and it's a a story. You know, that's uh, coming out on the uh, CD. And uh if you don't mind can I talk about it right this minute? Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh and this and the song is about um it's about a young couple fell in love, got married, and all of a sudden, you know, after, you know, years later, uh, and I'm talking about years later, 20 years later, whatever the case may be, she decided she doesn't want to be married anymore. You know, and uh The guy is trying to understand because, you know, he still loves her and didn't see that coming. So, like, the uh, first uh, opening line goes, I heard you saying
0: you don't love me anymore. You told your closest friend that this had to end.
2: Then it goes, when we started, we were so
0: young. Now we're older, now you feel that you're just too young, ain't no getting over you.
2: So it's pretty much a country song.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if you listen to a lot of the country um, artists, there's always a story. There's always a, a something, it's a heartbreak, it's a break up, it's not, this is how I'm going to get over you. You know, they always have some type of life story, and I know that um, your music, this album that's coming out, um, does talk about trials and tribulations and real-life struggles. Um, now, that song that you just mentioned, is that is that real life?
2: No. No, and you know, a lot of people ask me that. They say, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I, it is real life, but it's not, that song is not my life, let me put it that way. Got you. So, of course, yeah, I'm writing about real life, but it's not m- most, you know, that that's not my life. It's just, uh, I mean, I even played uh, songs where I wrote and let people listen to it, and a uh, female just started crying. I'm like, what's the matter? She said, the song's just so sad. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't want to make you cry.
0: <laughs>
2: I was like, wow. <laughs> and that song was called uh, After All. You know, and it's pretty much the same basis as the yeah. other song, so. And you know, and everybody always say, you know, like, man, some of the songs you write are just so sad. And I'm like, well, I'm, I write what I feel. I write what comes mm-hmm. to me, you know. And then, like, I sit down and say, oh, I'm going to write a sad song today. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> I could be at. I could be laying, good and ready to go to bed, getting ready to go to sleep, and I'm thinking about an idea for a song, and it's just come to me. And i hopefully when I get up in the morning, I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> i don't like just hop out of bed and run to the piano real quick, so you know,
0: mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: But uh, then, then I, most of the time I do remember, and the thing that ticks me off is when I don't remember. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, man, I had this good song, I had this good idea, and now I can't even remember how the I had the melody going. So
1: <laughs> I know all about that. Standing yeah. Together. Um, talk about that track.
2: Standing Together is, again, a love, happy time. It's like, you know letting you know uh, that you love them, and no matter what, we'll be standing together. I'll never take you for granted. Uh, Our love is going to grow, you know. So, you know, as a matter matter of fact, that's the cover song, as a matter of fact. Uh, That's a a remake, but it wasn't really popular. Uh, And uh, George Benson did it back probably 15, 20 years ago. And, uh, and it's to go. Oh, well, you got. Uh, do you have a copy of it? Do you have a track of that? Oh, okay. You, yeah, you do. You. Well, I'll I'll let them hear it then. I'm not going to do a version of it. But uh, that's,
1: uh, yeah,
2: that's pretty much what it is. It's just saying, hey, uh, sorry if I ever took you for granted. I'm sorry I never told you I loved you. It'll never happen again. I'm never going to take you for granted. We're going to be standing together, and I'm going to treat you right. <laughs>
1: All right. You heard it here from the artist himself, Troy Quintan. This is Standing Together.
0: Ah-hoo.
1: Good is your girl Jana Blackwell, Sea Town Records mistress of soul, and you're on the air with the hottest independent station, Indie Fire, with your host Nakia, giving you that heat right here on the station, bringing you all of the hottest hip hop hits, Indie Fire. Thank you, Miss Jana. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia and my special guest old-school R&B recording artist, Troy Quinton. I like that. That song, now I got that, that rhythm in my head now. Um, I was humming along. I, 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 I like standing together. And the words are, as, as he explained prior to uh, playing the song, the words um, talk about, you know, what it takes to be able to stay together. And it is that is so needed. That is so needed in relationships nowadays because people are quick to, you know, um, I'm not going to call you no more. I'm not going to text you no more. Everything's all digital now, and so we use technology. So you just get ghosted. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, you know how you because they just disappear. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So you know, but it is so important that we we use the older and and same with the older music. A lot of people listen to old music. It inspires us more so than what we're hearing now. Um, but the older generations also inspire us when it comes to making and staying committed to the relationships that you're in. So I, I credit the old school R&B, you know, for, for being my savior on a lot or in a lot of relationships that could have gone a long way, you know, especially if I was listening to this new R&B. Um, but when you actually take the time to hear artists pour out heart and soul, you know what I'm saying, into their music and All actually right. teach a lesson, when they're teaching a life lesson um, through their music, you know, I, I think that music is just so much more, I appreciate it so much more, but it's so much more inspiring. And, and I see you and your music as being the same way. Um, since it's been a while since you released the music, how would you say that your older music is different?
2: Than the new music. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's uh, uh. It's 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 really not much different. But I used to do a lot of uh, other uh, artists' uh, things when I was younger. I used to do some Bobby Brown, <laughs> you know, every little stuff and all that kind of stuff. But I, I, the new, you know, the new Jack Swing was cool. But I never really uh, wrote any songs like that. That was just never in me or I would say I haven't wrote one like that yet, let me put it that way. Uh, most of the songs that I write are pretty much like what you're hearing. Um, uh, most of the time they are ballads and there have been some up-tempo stuff, but most of the time they are ballads. So, And the funny thing is is that when I uh, started college i didn't know how to read music or play an instrument i mean i learned all that in college and i picked up on it pretty quick and uh how i learned how to play the piano uh because of course you know you're taking piano lessons and you know you got you playing all this fundamentals you know and Mm -hmm. man i'm tired Mm -hmm. of playing these pina chords and Pentatonic scales. and I don't want to play that. I want to play something, you know, I want to play, you know.
0: Right. But, you know, right. that's
2: not the way it works. So, and how I learned how to play the piano, which I found to myself, which made it easier for me, was uh, playing Lionel Richie songs, it's like Three Times a Lady and uh, still, uh Easy, you know. And I was like, oh, man, his songs are kind of easy to play. You know, and that's pretty much how I learned. I learned by playing his stuff, and then, you know, and then I, you know, kind of graduated, got better, and I started playing, you know, like Stevie Wonder stuff, which I thought his stuff was kind of difficult, but in a sense, kind of some of it's not. But, you know, and that's how I learned how to play, pretty much. So, uh, I mean, I was getting, because uh, you know, they got you playing classical Bach and all that. I was getting my my piano. Grays were like C's, mostly. I got some B's, but mostly C's. But I didn't care, because that wasn't my instrument. I just learned enough to get by so I could learn how to play. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, as long as I didn't fail the class, of course, you know, or get right. a D or something. But, yeah. So, because my instrument was my voice. I was a voice major. So, and I got A's in that. So, that's, you know. You know, as far as the piano instrument, to me that was secondary. <laughs> but as long as I was able to accompany myself and sing a song, you know, then that was great.
1: And did you? Know, you Do I mean, you play? Any-
2: I pretty much learned on my own. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Do you play any woodwind instruments?
2: I used to play the trumpet, and 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 uh, but when I was playing that trumpet, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and i didn't and I
2: didn't even learn how to read music for that trumpet, but I did get good at it, and I was playing the trumpet by ear and as a matter of fact, that was in high school and uh so can I pick up the trumpet and play some right now? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm sure I could but uh but I was also in r o t c in high school, so I was in they put me in uh drum and bugle course, which is uh, well, me in yeah. that's how I learned how to play yeah. the trumpet, yeah. I, yeah, that's
0: I
1: played all four saxophones, um, and I oh, played okay. the piano at like age eight. So it was easy when I started playing the alto sax. Um, for some reason, it was like um, my hands on the keyboard. Um, everything just kind of synced up with the saxophone. Uh, it, it was it was amazing. Now, I don't play anymore, but again, if if you gave me a saxophone now, I'm sure I could still if I cut my nails, I could still play.
2: Um, But, you
1: know, that's interesting that you said that about Lionel Richie. My my youngest son is, um, he's very musically inclined, and, you know, drums, keyboard. Um, He did play the trumpet, but it was, you know, that didn't last long because he was more passionate, you know, keyboard, guitar, drums. And so I'm going to mention to his, you know, instructor about Lionel Richie music, because um, he just he's learning on his own. You know, it seems like he's he's taking classes but it's in one ear and out the other. Um he is playing right. by ear himself and and I think that may be beneficial to him to try um since you mentioned that it seemed a little easier. I'm gonna right. mention that to him. Yeah, to yeah, it
2: did. If and even if you listen to the songs and if you listen to the piano behind it in the background you can hear it and You're like, oh yeah, you know. I can play this, you know. Uh what you're saying all right, keep in mind though, uh Quincy Jones was a trumpet player from Chicago, so you know, look where I've been a lot of people don't realize that. You know. So
1: being
2: Oh that
1: Being that you are um I wouldn't say different but unlike a lot of artists today, they don't come with a live band. Um, so that makes you just a little little more special, I feel. Um, but do you or have you suffered any skepticism from, like, any of the younger crowd because of your style of R&B music?
2: I get a mixed crowd. I get people from uh, – some people even bring their uh, kids. I get – people from 10 years old to 70, 80. Yeah, I get a mixture. I get a wow. 4 year olds, three year olds Yeah, I get a combination. And then, you know, and they always, always enjoy the show. And some, some of them will come up to me and say, you know, uh, I never heard any of those songs you played before, but I liked them, you know. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I said, well, you know. I said, what you listen to? Mm-hmm.
0: So, <laughs>
2: You know, and they'll tell me, you know, some, I don't know, Kendrick Lamar, for example. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't listen to Kendrick Lamar, but I've heard some of his stuff, but, you know, it's just not my cup of tea, but, you know. Well, yeah, they'll no, I know stuff
1: like that. You have a show tomorrow. If you're in the Aurora illinois area or or chicago i think aurora did say about miles out of outside of chicago um tomorrow night at 7 p.m that's central standard time at the paramount copely theater it is located on 8 east galena boulevard again in aurora illinois um will be live tomorrow night in concert um giving a free concert and again i read um like all of you everybody that's involved in this and it seems like it's going to be a huge um ordeal. So if you're in the area, make sure that you're there tomorrow. It's a Friday night, it's the end of September. Um, you ain't got nothing to do. So join tomorrow night. You wanna talk about that performance just a little bit or that show tomorrow? Say that again. You wanna talk about the show just a little bit?
2: Ah, sure. Uh, the show. Uh, you see, and I and I we hit on time. I, I like hitting on time. I mean, if I hit it, if I do hit later, it'll be five minutes later. It won't be too much more than that, because I like hitting on time. I don't like to keep people waiting. Um, right. So the show we're gonna uh, well how how can I say it? yeah? So you're gonna you're gonna hear some covers and you're gonna hear some original material. Uh, I don't I don't like uh talking about what my set is because it's kind of a secret. So like when people hear it, the music start like, Oh my god, I haven't heard this song in so long, this is my jam, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I I don't like talking to really glad people know what my set is. I like s I like surprising, you know. But um but trust me, it's gonna be something for everybody and it's not I'm pretty much you, if you if you like R&B, it's not going to be a song that you don't hear that you're not going to really know. <laughs> and, no, I'm uh, oh, and, speaking of, and it's not a bad seat in the house, and uh, it's a small, cozy theater, so anywhere you sit, I mean, even if you sit all the way in the back row, you can still see everything. I mean, you don't need binoculars. I'm still, you know, I still look like I'm right up in your face because it's a small, cozy wow. theater. Seats sits about 250 people, but it's not a bad seat in the house no matter where you sit, <laughs> the way it's made, the way it curves around the stage. So it's pretty nice. Wow. And you're yeah, not going to have I'm a hard here. time hearing either. <laughs> Will
1: you be performing I'm Coming Home?
2: Would I be performing I'm Coming Home? Yes. Uh, yes, and I'll be performing "Standing Together." I'll let you know that too.
1: All right. <laughs> so, "I'm Coming <laughs> Home" is the first track off of the um, forthcoming album "Coming Home," which will be—my re- we'll re- goodness, which will be released uh, next month. Um, tell the listening audience just a little bit about "I'm Coming Home."
2: Coming home actually is, um, you know, like when you let's put it this way, when you, you're growing up, it reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of uh, the man I become uh, uh, with the help of my mother, you know, pretty much raising me to the man I am. and And all of the bad things that I've done and all of the, Women that are dogged. And,
0: <laughs>
2: and uh, you know, hey, you know. And, uh, you know, you know when you're at that age where can't nobody tell you nothing and you're just, you know, for a man, anyway, from a man perspective, I'm, you're just a player, player. And, you know, you're just dating several women and you like them, but, you know, you're, you're just selfish. All you care about is you don't care about their feelings. All you care about is getting yours. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Right, and,
2: right. you know, and everything else that uh, you've done in life from work to school to, and then all of a sudden it'll hit you, you know, what's meaningful to you, what's more meaningful to you. So all that time you was just taking that ride, you know, walking that road and doing some good, doing some dirt, doing things that you wish you could take back. So that's what coming home is about. It's about. Uh, finding out what's meaningful in your life, and uh, I dedicate that song uh, to my son uh, because you know I always tell him you know that road you're traveling already did been down there
0: <laughs> mhm mm-hmm.
2: so that's what that's that's what coming home's about
1: all right well, let's get to the listening audience. this is coming home uh, by r and d recording artists.
0: Looking back, I can see the things I should have done, could have done. I see so much of my life I let go by But when you're young All you know how to do is run Life can play tricks sometimes, you know You think you have everything When you got nothing at all The only way you know Where you going You gotta take a fall You've got to lose it all I've been through love I'm coming home I've been through some pain I know I'm coming home Changes in my life I'm coming home Now I know what's meaningful I'm coming home Looking back I hear my family calling me All my friends and loves I let go by They wanted me to stay But I was on a journey There are so many faces And there are so many stories I know But when I opened my eyes I had to realize There's only one place to go This time I'm sure I've been through love I'm coming home I've been through some pain I know Changes in my life, yeah. I'm coming home. Now I know what's meaningful. I'm coming home. Through all the things that I've been through, there's only one thing left to do. And this time I'm gonna get it right. Uh huh. I've been through love. I've been through some pain, I know I'm coming home Changes in my life, girl I'm coming home Now I understand what's meaningful I'm coming home I've been through love I'm coming home I said I've been through some pain, I know I'm coming home All these changes my life, yeah. I'm coming home, now I understand what's meaningful, I'm coming home, I've been through love, I'm coming home, pain I know, I'm coming home, changes in my life, I'm coming home, now I understand what's meaningful, I'm
1: Coming Home by R&B recording artist Troy Quintan. You can hear that tomorrow night 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at the Paramount Copley Theater on eight East Galena Boulevard in Aurora, Illinois. Troy will be live in concert tomorrow night. And you can also hear that off of the seven-track album that is due to be released next month entitled Coming Home. I do know that pre-orders you can pre-order now. Um, and if you order by the 15th of October, you're going to receive a free gift.
2: Yep, yep. And everybody that comes out tomorrow will get a free uh, single of I'm Coming Home.
1: There you have it, guys. We know we love stuff free So make sure if you're in the <laughs> Colorado, Aurora, Illinois area, you have nothing to do tomorrow night, 7:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure you go out and show some mad love to Troy Quinton. You know who I thought of when I listened to that song? Um, Aaron Neville.
2: Aaron Neville? Oh, okay. Yeah. I never heard that before, but okay. I don't yeah. mind Aaron Neville. <laughs> Every time I think of Aaron yeah. Neville, I think of the song "The Touch of Cotton" from the commercial.
0: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs>
2: But I know he has a lot of songs. The Neville Brothers, I know. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, you, you know, it's been, so been a great pleasure.
1: You know. I want to open up the floor to you, so go ahead and get all of your contact information out. Anyone who may be listening live or anyone who may come back and listen to one of the mini playback shows, if they're interested in, again, purchasing or pre-ordering the album, um, information for the show tomorrow, any collaborations, um, any tour days, you know, whatever they may uh, want to get in contact with you for, the floor is now yours to so go ahead and get that information out.
2: Uh, they can uh, go to my website, TroyQuinton.com. That's the way it's spelled, is 'cause because you can't put the hyphen on the website. It's dot com, And everything's out there for you, merchandise, albums, uh tour dates, uh getting a hold of me, email, you know, the whole nine.
1: So again that was uh Troy C uh, R O Y dot com is a website booking information, tour date, merch, all of that you can find it on the website. All Correct. Right. Okay sounds good to me alright so guys as, as always I want to leave you all with a quote um, music is not math it's science you keep mixing the stuff up until it blows up on you or it becomes this incredible potion and that's Bruno Mars until 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday have a good night
2: All right.